Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. We're talking about guns, people. Can I do some noises too? Yeah. Whoa. Blocker, blocker, blocker. That's good. It's fun, isn't it? I almost felt like I was in Call of Duty for a second. Close my eyes. Mary, you want to do some? Sure. Pew, 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 pew. little laser gun. <laughs> a laser gun really is the most destructive, but it does have the funniest sounds. But those are like lasers coming in. I mean, does that exist? I don't know what exists. I don't think it does so. not exist. It does not exist? No, lasers do exist, but, but laser, laser gun? guns are not out. This is the very insensitive opening of the brighter side. <laughs> we, <are laughs> we have talked about guns before, and we have talked about guns a lot. And you know what? Shit keeps going down, and so we got to keep talking about it. And Lord knows if you went back to our first episode and listened to it and listened to this episode, they're probably a bit different. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, human beings, we change, we flow like water, water over rocks, you know? But um, uh, all kidding aside, there has been uh, you know, another crazy shooting uh, this, uh, this past week, uh, maybe a week and a half now, down in... Uh, Parkland, Florida, somewhere where I grew up, and it's getting out of hand. You know, there's no way, there's no other way to say it. And finally, I would say that it seems that there is a big push to change things, and uh, I'm very happy about that. And I think that uh, I think that these kids down there in Parkland and in uh, Boca Raton, Deerfield, and all the surrounding cities down there are stepping up and making, uh, and their voices are being heard. And it's really inspiring and cool to see. And uh, I think that th there's no better topic for the brighter side than this. Uh, how, how do you feel about this, Amber? I mean, this is like, it's crazy now. Yeah, it's getting wild. And people are like, let's arm the teachers. I mean, teachers are too. I had a teacher who had a, like a nervous breakdown in the middle of class one time. She was a yeah. Spanish teacher. She's like, no, make gusta prenup. You know, like, <laughs> don't give her a gun. Yeah, I had a teacher who was my geometry teacher. 
he he was like un, unhurt. No one heard from him for three days. Even like the principals were like, we don't know where your teacher is. We had a substitute come in, and then he comes back three days later missing an ear. So <laughs> <laughs> don't give him a gun, you know, like because yeah. he obviously has gambling debts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's my theory, anyway. I had a teacher that every time someone would ask, he was a geometry teacher, and every time someone asked a question, he would just ignore the question and then start practicing his golf swing. Mm. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, we either give everyone an AK-47 or no one gets an AK-47. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. We all have to have it. Lord Especially knows. in LA, everyone's <laughs> shooting out of their cars. <laughs> Lord knows there's enough AK-47s and AR-15s to go around for everyone, because there's millions in this fucking country. Mm. There is literally millions of these guns in the hands of civilians, and there's nothing we can really do about it right now. Because let's face it, people are buying them now more than ever because they're worried people are going to take them off the market. Mm -hmm. And they're flying off the shelves just as fast as these companies will make them. And I got to say, at what point do you start holding the gun manufacturers and gun salesmen uh, accountable for these situations. Yeah, poo-poo on them. Yeah, poo-poo on them. <laughs> and also the NRA, I'm saying it later in the episode, but they can suck my dick. Suck they can suck my fat fucking dick. And I love guns. I'll go a step further. They could suck my ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, my dirty, shitty asshole. Damn, you got they a dirty ass. In, oh my god, there's hair, and it catches uh, some of it. Uh. And I, no matter how hard you clean it and how much soap you put there, it's still kind of brown. Can't wait to listen to this twice when I edit this. <laughs> <laughs> Ass. You go ahead and get in there, you NRA. Fuck you. Did you, you see nose reaming assholes? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see their latest uh, propaganda video oh, where Jesus. they're just talking about you got to go kill liberals, like get out there and kill people? It's all I mean, emotion and fear based. Suck Ed's asshole. It's fucking nuts what's going on. I mean, I mean, we look at this situation with the NRA. They want to arm militias. They want to do that. But this kid who fucking shot up the school in Douglas was trained by white nationalists, a, a night white nationalist militia in Tallahassee. He was? I heard yeah. something different about that story, that he wasn't. But he was? Yeah, they've claimed responsibility. They, they said, yeah, we trained him. Really? Yeah, and almost in a way where they seem proud of it. What? It's crazy. I should have done research on this. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I didn't. It's, it's fine. You don't have to. But his last name's Cruz, so I thought he was a Hispanic man. Yeah, it's a, down in South Florida, it's all a big mixed bag. Everyone kind of screws everybody, and it's a, it's a big blend. I mean, that's really got nothing to do with the situation, though. I mean, the situation is that if a kid goes crazy and he's 19 years old, he can go buy a gun and, and shoot up a school. Yeah. And then when it comes down to it, you know, this kid went to the old school he went to on Valentine's Day, a kid known not to be able to score. And he fucking went in there and he's pissed off and he went and did something about it. Damn. And, you know, no matter what you do to protect our students right now, obviously it's dangerous. It's dangerous. I've thought about shooting up people when I was in junior high. What? Yeah, because I just had a bad time. And I was like, what if I just brought a gun to school and killed everybody? I didn't for two reasons. One, I had a shotgun, so I wouldn't get very far with it. And two... Say the I'm, nice thing now. Yeah. Say the <laughs> nice thing. <laughs> I also think about me being a girl. That like something in my chemistry yeah. did something to it. I mm -hmm. will say it is interesting. It's almost never women, except that one time recently. <laughs> But yeah. it's usually not women. What happened recently? A girl oh. in L.A. brought a gun to school, shot somebody. Whoa. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, she yeah. shot like a personal vendetta against yeah. her. Not just like a, a barrage of people. 
shot two people, I think, but I don't know what the exact story is on that one. She I paused just to put on her makeup. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> um, but I will say, um, I've said this before, I think on this podcast, and I'll say it again, I think that we should have more stringent gun laws for everyone except women, and I think you, the second you get above a B cup, or above an A cup, you get a free gun from the government. Fuck yeah, government gives you a gun. The second, the second you get above, uh, before the second you're not flat chested anymore, give her a gun. You hear that, yeah. tiny tits? No gun for you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, and you know what? And I brought this up on the show before, but here are some basic, easy gun regulations we could, because I, I want a gun. Julie won't let me have one, my beautiful Julie. I want one, too. I, I want, want a gun. gun. I want a she, gun. I really want one, and I don't think guns should be illegal. Mm-hmm. But what's going on is crazy, and there needs to be some kind of changes. No question about it. And I think that the first thing we can do is a vision test. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're step not give, one. For the two guns that I bought in my life that I've now gotten rid of, uh, I was not given a vision test, and you're given a vision test when you got to get a driver's license. So why the fuck are you letting blind people shoot guns? There we go. You know, like yeah, bring if you got glasses, bring your glasses because you're gonna fire your gun with your glasses. But like, you should be able to see if you have a gun. Yeah, am I gonna hit a tree or my grandma? Absolutely, they're both wrinkly. Another one I would like to see would be insurance. You got a gun? Let's buy some insurance. God forbid you fucking shoot somebody with the thing. We should be able to pay for their medical bills. Insurance on your gun. I think everyone can agree with that. I mean, like, mm-hmm. what else? I mean, like, say you're cleaning it and you shoot yourself in the foot. Holy shit. You're insured. You got It's going to be no problem. Oh, I thought they already had that with guns. Does guns do not have. You cannot the, buy an insurance the policy. NR, the NRA has an insurance policy, but it's extra. Oh, it's fuck like, like it's for members, but it's not required in the way that you need insurance to drive a car. I can get insurance on my dog, Rambo over here, who would love to have a gun because his <laughs> name's Rambo. Uh, I can get insurance on Rambo and he will be taken care of healthfully. But, the, you know, you can't get insurance on a fucking gun, which is madness. And obviously another thing I would like to see would be um, other than background checks. I mean, just like a full on year of training. Just training. That's yeah. all. How do you use it? You got to get a learner's permit to drive your car, right? Mm-hmm. Why not a year of going to the gun range once a month, cleaning, training you on cleaning your gun, on, on firing it in the right direction, mm-hmm. and just loading and reloading. Make sure you know what this machine does. You know, know how, like, let's shoot a watermelon and let's see it fucking blow it to bits. Yeah. So you know exactly the power that you're holding in your hands. A lot of people just buy a gun and they're giving it to them and they're fucking stupid. And they go out and they just start firing in the woods. You know, like, a, a bullet could travel a fucking mile. You know, like, it's crazy. You can't, you know, just be, like, all willy-nilly with this shit. No way. I had a shotgun and my I was like, I think I was, like, thir- 13, 14 in my parents were like here's how you shoot it mm-hmm. and then they showed me the hole that it did and like this is the destruction it caused and this is where it's going to be and i was like cool i will never touch it again yeah exactly and the last thing i would like to see would be kind of like an emissions test for your car a lot of these are car-based ideas mm-hmm. and i don't think that's way out of the realm but uh once a year or once every five years you got to come in with your gun and show the people that one you still own your gun 
Two, it's in working condition. That you haven't modified it. That you haven't taken the pin out and made it automatic. You haven't sawed off the front of your shotgun. You haven't added a bump stock to it. And like you can, you can that way we could stay monitored on everyone's guns. We would. I don't think that we should not have guns. I just think it should be a fucking pain in the ass to own them. And that it should be it only and if it's a pain in the ass to own them, then only responsible people will own them. And then, you know, you hear lots of arguments about this stuff and people argue about things that I don't think pertain to the argument. Because as you're talking about guns and gun regulations, you're like, well, what about people who have illegal guns? It's like, I'm not for illegal guns. No. Yeah, arrest them. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> like, if they have an illegal gun, you, they should go to jail. Like, it's not, it's, it's not like I'm for illegal guns. Just because there are illegal guns out there doesn't make it so we should make it so easy for any Yahoo to fucking own one. And I understand that it takes, there's a two-week waiting period if you want to buy a handgun. I, I get it. That's great. That's a good little step. But why is there no waiting period? I'm buying an assault rifle. Obviously, that's more likely to fucking kill a bunch of people than a handgun. And so it's very tense what's going on. I, I know I just kind of like uh, took the show hostage I there. like it. I'm no, I like it. it. You know, <laughs> like it's nice. You brought in the bullet to put on the table and then. I, yeah. I bought it. I went to the storage unit today and I have a couple rounds left for my AK-47 that I kept. And I, I brought one on the table and I brought one uh, so we could just look at what a fucking round from an AK-47 would do. And, you know, it's wider than my fat wrist. Wow. You know, like that's the craziest thing. I have a huge, big old wrist, and it could it, this thing, you know, in an AR-15, AK-47. I mean, they're all they're not using AKs; they're using AR-15s. And you know, if shot correctly, could rip a kid's arm off. Well, also shot incorrectly, it could still. That's the big thing about these. Is that's my big thing is everyone goes back to like, well, what about hunters who need to protect their property or people, you know, in, in nature who need to protect their property against uh, bad guys or against wild animals. And it's like, you do not need this type of weapon for 99.9% of what the average person is going to use it for. Anyone who says I need an automatic semi-automatic rifle to protect myself I can't imagine the situation you could possibly be living yeah, in. Yeah, what do you need to protect yourself from? Who's coming at you that you need 40 bullets? Well, on top of that, and we get into this later in our interview, but a lot of people say, well, it's our right because, you know, if we need to uprise against the government, then we need to be able to arm ourselves and have militias. But the thing about that is that the government has drones and has bombs and tanks. And if you think that you and your group of fucking friends and also... The government clearly isn't going to go after people like that. Because remember when all those jackasses took over that government building out in uh, Washington? Oregon, oh, yeah. yeah. Oregon. Those fucking dum-dums. Yeah. This isn't Nicaragua. We're not going to go and fight the government. You know, it's not, you know, this, the Washington, D.C. is, yeah, there's some fucking horrible people there. And we'd like to see them all go. But we're not going to go to war with them. We're not even going to go to war with the police departments. Hopefully not. I mean, it gets a little touchy sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, let's face it. You're not going to win. And mm -hmm. that's not even the reason not to do it. It's just like you don't fight your own fucking government. And especially when you're not living in a third world country. You know, this is, a, this is America. And we don't need that in our lives. And it's not, and it's not the, a need. It's just it's not going to happen. It's just not, it's not plausible. This is, this is a... 
I'm going. I'm flipping you're, out. I'm you're, like, it's your so, face I get is so turning heat. red. I'm very upset about this. <laughs> your face is turning red. I know. I, I'll slow it down. But it, it's. Yeah. I. I just. I'm at a loss with this. You know. And it's. And it's so hard to want something, but then also to just want it gone. Yeah. You know. I mean. Look. I mean. Everyone gets blue in the face talking about it. But look at Australia. They had their one. AR-15 thing and they fucking guy killed a bunch of people and they made AR-15s illegal and they haven't had a mass shooting since. You know, and so it's like, oh, oh, I know they're different than us. I know Australia's a different place. They got koalas, man. Yeah. <laughs> or kangaroos, that's it. They you got know, both. They got, oh, shit. Man, you know, and I want people to own guns. I just want people to be nicer to each other and respect each other and understand that, you know, this isn't, it's not that crazy. It's not 1776. We're not going to fight the British. You know, if China invades and we got to all fight China all of a sudden, we're all deputized into the fucking military. They'll give us guns. Yeah. You know, we'll be fine. You yeah. know, it's like, this is, you know, it's not going to happen. And so we should all know better. I mean, how many times does a school of fucking kids need to get shot up before someone fucking stands up and decides to change this shit. And I'm so sick of watching people just bought out by fucking... It's all for money. Mm. It's all... It's like if you have the smallest amount of compassion, you would realize it's wrong. Well, beyond that, it's kind of like... Can you imagine the school shooting where instead of having a, uh, a weapon like this, the, the, the kid that went into that school and shot it up, if they had a, a rifle or a revolver or a pistol where they had to reload every six shots... That it would have been a very different story. People would have still died, but it wouldn't have been nearly as many as people. Six kids would have got shot, and then he would have got fucking tackled. But also, not only six kids would have got shot, but honestly, probably like two would have, because you can't mow people down in a sea of bullets that way. Absolutely. You'd have to stop, shoot, aim, and probably miss a lot of people. Absolutely. And let's face it, that fucking coward cop, I'm sorry, man, you fucked up, would have, <laughs> wouldn't have been scared to go in there. What yeah. happened? Oh, so there was a cop. There was an armed police there. officer at Douglas. And he he, he just hung. He, he hid outside and called for backup oh. and, and didn't go in. But yeah. also, he's probably yeah, given. He honestly, he doesn't have that kind of weapon. He would. He probably. He, he would have lost the he, fight. He would have. He would have died because the thing is, is they say, oh, a good guy with a gun versus a bad guy with a gun. But the thing is, is they're not going to give these type of guns to teachers. They're going to give these teachers pistols. Or sidearms. A 22 or yeah. like something small. And the fact of the matter is, is that that kind of gun cannot outperform a fucking death machine like yeah. that. Where there's a big difference between a gun where you have to stop, know how to operate it, and also aim and shoot versus something that you can just mow back and forth and just hit everyone and, and mm. reach. What if we had an AR-15, every teacher had it, and it was put in a case right beside the, the American flag, mm. and we all had to stand, and then we sat back down, and our lessons were like, what would our lessons be? The gun was <laughs> just pointed at the students yeah. while they learned. Oh, I'm <laughs> thinking like, what would be fun is if we had a big, if all schools had a big glass cage, like the, the type of thing they have for fire alarms, and you have to hit a big mallet with it if anyone comes in the school and take out the gun. Yeah, that yeah, could be yeah. fun. That could be fun. So uh, on the brighter side today, we're going to have a couple interviews. Uh, I'm calling some old friends of mine. One of them is uh, the former owner of an AR-15 and a mother who uh, she her uh, her daughter recently started school in kindergarten. So she'll have some interesting things to say about it. And another person uh, I'm interviewing is, a, is another good friend from my uh, childhood who is a teacher 
in uh, southern Palm Beach County, uh, less than a 15-minute drive from Douglas High School. And so uh, he'll let us know what's going on down there and the temperature of the situation and uh, what people are doing to, to take strides against uh, letting this happen again. Mm. And uh, so we're going to go to those quick interviews and then uh, we're going to come back for a wrap up. But uh, stay tuned. Listen to us. And, uh, you know, hopefully we all uh, make it to next year. (laughs) This is the brighter side. Stay tuned, guys. Rock and roll. Okay, how you guys doing? Brighter side is back. And we have a special call in with an old friend of mine who... uh, is a uh, is a gun owning mother. Uh, she has a daughter in uh, in kindergarten in North Carolina, and uh, used to used to be the proud o- owner of an AR fifteen, and uh, and now we, we want to talk to her about uh, the power of the AR fifteen and uh, what it's like uh, being a mother in uh, today's crazy gun climate. Uh, how you doing? What's going on? I'm doing, you know, I think like most of America, we're a little shell-shocked, which is a fun term to be using for what yeah. just happens and <laughs> constantly keeps happening in the world around us. But other than that, personally, we're doing great. Good, good, good. Now, um, do you ever make uh, gun, you know, some parents make gun noises to the babies? It's yeah, we're a <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do to where we can't go to sleep at night. Machine gun noises in our ear. It works like a charm. It does. Yeah, She's exactly. too afraid to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you used to own an AR-15, correct? I did. Um, my we obt- Oh, I guess I should say I obtained my AR-15. Um, through a very enthusiastic gun-owning parent in my father who um, had been in the Army most of his adult life and was a proud, still is a proud gun owner, has many, many, many rifles, many sidearms. And um, from a very small age, I always knew that there were lots of weapons in the house, lots of weapons not locked, and I sort of always was told, and we, my brother and I both knew where those things were and where to stay away from. And I guess that was um, maybe a different time and maybe just an inappropriate way to parent. But um, I had the same thing. But yeah, so keep by going. the time I guess I was about eight and my brother was about 10, he bought us what I would call matching AR-15s. Wow. Um, my brother's was quite a bit larger than mine and it was sort of meant to be a more adult male frame. Mm-hmm. And mine was much smaller, um, not in capability and certainly not in magazine size, but it had a collapsible stock, so it could actually fit my sort of smaller female frame. And so we went out pretty regularly most of my childhood and went to the gun range and shot. And um, that was just part of our upbringing. So that's where I obtained my rifle. Um, family bonding. The that's a family I guess bonding. it was bonding. Um, yeah, I guess that was part of maybe what his goal was. I think he was just trying to kind of getting us to drink the Kool-Aid to see his way of life. Um, it's like drinking. I like, don't ever remember being, yeah, I don't remember being on the gun range being like, oh, this is miserable. Um, but I think at a certain age, I kind of realized this is not the way everybody is brought up. And it may be a little quirky, but um, it was commonplace enough that it wasn't that out of the norm. Certainly in sort of rural South Florida, that was a little bit red and a little bit redneck at the same time. Absolutely. Tell me about the yeah. AR-15 uh, as compared to like a normal hunting rifle. 
What's the difference? Well, the other hunting rifles, yeah. So the other hunting rifles I've fired historically, um, and I've fired a lot of different rifles, mostly small caliber hunting rifles are going to be sort of single shot meant for a sportsman type person who is either sitting in um, some sort of like tree stand type situation waiting for a large animal to come across. So it's more of the experience of let me zero in, let me use my scope and let me try to get this animal down with one shot. That's what my experience with true sportsman hunters are is. Mm -hmm. And I've shot rifles like that and they are difficult to fire and they are difficult to be really good at firing. You really, if you're using a scope, you really have to have that scope um, dialed in pretty well. Mm. You can't just go running around the it's woods not an with easy, that. Yeah, you, you could, and you can also be in a stand. Um, but that would, that would be my experience and from when I grew up with true hunting people. Um, those are the type of, of weapons that they were using. So you're, when, you, when I say single shot, I mean when you pull the trigger once, one bullet comes out. And, and they, if you have sort of a, a single load gun, that's a rifle for big game like elk or deer, you get one bullet in the chamber and you get really one quality shot to try to get that animal down with. So it's not like you can shot. pull the trigger several times in a row and try to kill an animal with it. So an AR-15, and certainly the the one that I've had in, in fire in my experience, is a semi-automatic weapon. So... Um, when you get a standard-issued military rifle handed to you when you're going off to war, that's the type of weapon that they're handing you. So it originally became standard-issue, I believe, towards the end of Korea, but certainly in the Vietnam conflict, um, that became standard-issued. So that's what a, that would be a wartime weapon, when you have to try to kill as many people at once as possible and get yourself out of a situation, right, to defend yourself. So when you pull that trigger in quick succession you can fire basically your entire magazine worth of worth of ammunition very rapidly so when the arguments made that an ar-15 is a sportsman type weapon i i kind of just mentally check out of that conversation because it, it it's that's just untrue it's blatantly untrue but what if there's a lot um, of deer arguments. around you and you got to go boom, 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 boom. There's like so many <laughs> right? deer. Right, you got to kill, you got to keep getting away. Yeah, so the argument is like if you're going to put that thing on your wall, you're probably not going to have much of the deer left. Like, to be honest with you, when you see, the, when you see the, sh the, the shell of this bullet that goes in an AR-15, when you see the sheer size I have of the a, magazine I have a bullet from for our, this weapon. From, I have a bullet from my old AK here. On the table, just to it like is, give everyone a reference of what uh, what it, what yeah. it was like. It and is, the AR-15 is actually bigger than the AK bullet, right? Slightly, yeah. This this Which from is, what I understand, I've not seen an AK in a long time. The the shell, the casing on it, but I it, the AR-15 bullets. When you hold your thumb and your forefinger apart, almost as far as depending on your hand size, almost as far as your hand can get it, that's about the size of an AR-15 wow. bullet. The magazine shell, it's about two inches long. So it's about yeah. double um, the bullet we have here. Yeah. For the listener yeah. at home, so, the bullet we're holding is about the size of one of um, my pointing fingers from yeah. the bottom so, to the tip. The bullet big, we're holding. Big. <laughs> no big deal. It's a big round. We've and got I a bullet here. When you're trying to go to war and you're trying to kill a bunch of people in a foreign country, that's the machine gun that you're handing people. So this current argument that this is a sports rifle, it is not. It is not. I've never met anybody in my life who's hunted with this rifle before. This is a rifle that people use because it's 
it's easy to shoot. And when I tell you it's easy to shoot, I can tell you because when I was eight years old, I was able to shoot this rifle easily, especially the small collapsible stock frame. Dang. Did you see the video of that girl shooting an Uzi as she was about eight and she shot her instructor? Jesus, no. They gave her an Uzi. Yeah, in in Las Vegas, right? Because she lost control of the weapon. Yeah, and I don't know that that was an AR-15. I've I've heard that that was some other type of machine gun. I'm not sure exactly what she was firing. Um, But an AR-15 is really easy to shoot. You put it, it basically goes in your shoulder, almost like a shotgun would. Mm -hmm. But the recoil on it is very minimal. So I don't know if you've fired a gun before, but... Um, an AR-15 is very, very easy to control in that it's not necessarily going to jump on you the way that something else would or the way that even like a shotgun would recoil. I've fired shotguns before and been bruised yeah. in that area where you're just like, oh, my God, that was very – you feel it the next day. An AK-47 or an AR-15 wasn't – mine was not like that, and I don't think most of them are built like that. And mainly because – You had an AR-15 think, built for a child. <laughs> Like, that's a crazy yeah. thing. And I guess the <laughs> argument was... It's Baby's crazy. first yeah, AR is 15. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think his logic, my father's logic at the time was, um, well, she'll grow into it, and it will always be smaller. It's a smaller frame for a woman, I guess, was the logic in purchasing that particular type of size weapon. Well, also, um, I imagine for a military-grade weapon, they try to make the uh, weapons as light as possible because um, the amount of stuff that an, uh, someone who is in the field, in the Army, it's something like they have to be carrying 100 pounds worth of gear at all times. So they want to make the guns as light as possible. Yeah, it was very, I mean, I was able to pick it up and, you know, it's light by comparison to some other mm-hmm. things out there for sure. And um, I think the, the other frightening thing is that they're they're very easy to manipulate aftermarket. So I think that the bigger argument that people have been making, well, let's get rid of the bump stocks, which is what the gentleman used in Las Vegas, where he was able to attach gentlemen, a gentlemen, huge yeah. clip <laughs> and be able to gentleman, psychopath, whatever you want to call that guy. <laughs> Um, so there's these stocks that you can attach after market to make these guns even more lethal than they were when they came off the assembly line, an already very lethal weapon. And so the aftermarket, I guess, accessorizing would be the way to phrase it. I don't even know the right terminology, um, makes it even more dangerous. And they're very, very easy to manipulate. Like I could take mine apart without that much instruction and without needing that much time. Um, and I think that part of that is, again, that military kind of concept, well, it needs to be able to be cleaned really rapidly and it needs to be able to carry it really rapidly. And if you need a spare part for something, you need to be able to fix it really rapidly. So, Would you know how to make your experience. semi-automatic rifle into an automatic rifle? I've never looked into it. Um, and I said not, and like I said, we don't, I don't have mine anymore. Um, why did I, you I Why did you get rid of it? I know I asked you two questions at once. I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's no, that's fine. I think ultimately, um, I would never. I think I grew <sighs> out of that being a, a phase in my life. I think I got a kind of got. I don't want to say got wise because I know that people still like to shoot, and that's everybody's own prerogative. I never, I never had the drive to to say this is something I want to go spend my afternoon doing. Mm-hmm. Um. And we still own sidearms. We own small sidearms. We have them locked away in our house. We have our ammunition locked separately. Our child does not know that we have guns in our home. Um, and we've never, and we haven't gone out and shot them. And I mean, it's been years. So I think you grow out of these kind of tendencies if it's not going to be like a lifelong, I guess, hobby, sport. I don't know what you call it. Um, 
because I have better things to do with my time and I don't get the kicks out of it. Um, it is a lot you of know, time. And I think, it's a lot of money, too, to have guns. You got to clean them. You yeah, got to go to the range. I, yeah. yeah, and you have to, you should. I shouldn't say you have to because I know plenty of people aren't. You, you kind of want to be a member of a club and a range <sighs> where you're going safely to a facility that's designed to take this kind of force and impact. And it should be far enough away from civilization where you can do it safely and where not people aren't being bothered by the noise. And that's not necessarily the easiest thing to find and do and be a part of and be a club member. And when Alexis, my current wife, but at the time was my, I guess, girlfriend, I don't know what you call her, but back then, Paramore, um, she was teaching firearms um, to, like, law enforcement cadets. And the club that she was a member of, the, the shooting club, the range, if you will, forced all their members to become card-carrying members. Guess what? Which organization? DNRA. Wow. So, I, yeah, which was very big. Like, yeah, which was very questionable and made us all kind of feel ooh. Yeah, I'm pro Second Amendment, but the NRA can suck my dick. They can yeah. suck it hard and <laughs> fast and yeah. glob on my Thank cum you. and swallow yeah. it. And the fact that they're giving um, politicians money, how is that not illegal? How is that not illegal? What's no, happening here? Uh, it just God, feels oh God, illegal. It should, be. <laughs> it should be. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And I think the, I think the funny thing is that people keep relying on that first chunk of the Second Amendment, right? The right to bear arms. But everybody forgets about that second part where it's really to form a militia in case you're being invaded by some sort of foreign force that you can protect your family and your home, right? So the interpretation of the Second Amendment, in my eyes, just constitutionally has been wrong this entire time. So if we're really relying on it to determine what the law should be, then interpret the entire Second Amendment, right, as per the Bill of Rights. Yeah. So I don't want a well-armed militia to be defined as a bunch of slack-jawed yokels who went to a gun show and rubbed 30 cents together, and now they have an AR-15. Like, that that's not yeah. a well-armed militia. Well, they so say it's always at like— least look at the law. Look at the law. Yeah, they say always, like, because uh, a lot of my families are those kind of people, and they're like, well, it's so the government. When they come in, we can protect ourselves. I'm like, the government has drones and <laughs> tanks. And yeah, you're not going to win. <laughs> Right, you're not gonna win. You're and not gonna beat the police. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you know, <laughs> like forget the government. You're not gonna be like the first. You're not gonna be security guards. You probably. On top of that, um, yeah. Uh, one of my family members worked in the computer programming part of the army, and um, yeah, you're just gonna get shot up through a drone by a 19 year old who's been training his whole life on Call right. of Duty. <laughs> yes. No. Exactly. So what are what are you so why are you really arming yourself? So the interpretation I think has been wrong mm-hmm. this entire time. And I don't know what to do about that and I don't know you know, other than the few places in the country where they've had some success. Um I, th- I think part of D.C. has had some success, and I think California has had some success. So I think you guys have waiting periods, or hopefully they're somewhere. Yeah. Um, so my question, as a mother, period. you're sending your, your daughter off to school. What are your thoughts on, like, teachers having guns or or, no. or the new gun legislation that's going on, like uh, like or kids stepping up and walking out of school? Like, what's your ideas on that? Um. Well, we, ironically, we were up about 10 minutes from where Douglas High, we always called it Douglas, we never gave it the full... Yeah, yeah. No, the majority Stoneman I never heard my whole life. Yeah. Yeah, so so we grew up 10 minutes from Douglas, and I think we a little bit of news I've been reading that I can tolerate lately has been of the kids in West Boca and in the community down there, Broward County and Palm Beach County, and just mobilizing. Um, 
and I think that that's sort of uplifting and it's um I'm glad that there's some traction being had. It doesn't surprise me that that's the community of kids where the traction is being had, mainly because those parents are, there's some affluence down there, and I think that there's some influence down there. So if they can keep that traction going, then then great. Um, and I think that Rick Scott recently has started to becoming, the governor of Florida has becoming a little more um, it, moving towards the middle, hopefully, um, he doesn't have much of a choice if he wants to if he wants to be governor. Yeah, here's hoping right. He's going up for election again this year, and maybe this would be a different conversation if he wasn't up for re-election. But we'll see. I don't. I don't necessarily think that any teacher should be armed. I. I clearly in the incidences where there have been these school shootings, um, there have been armed police officers on campus and if you're going to give a gun to anybody i'd rather it be a trained police officer but it's ineffectual like if if somebody with a weapon like that is going to walk in and do what he did to that school or do what he did to any kind of public place like that there is nobody in this world that's going to win in that firefight who's got a nine millimeter or even a 45 sidearm as a standard issue weapon who's going to win against an Erica's team that, that is just not going to happen that you're you are in there that is the very definition of bringing a knife to a gunfight except you're bringing a very small caliber weapon to what essentially could mow down obviously you know 30 people in 10 seconds yeah so handing every kindergarten teacher or having teachers be issued sidearms as if they don't already have enough to do on a very minimal budget in public institutions um I, I don't believe. I think that that is. But what if we gave uh, everybody AK-57s and then we all could all shoot Perfect. each other down? <laughs> yeah. So it's sort of like no one has guns or everyone right. has because guns. It seems like everybody, every time you turn around, the answer is more guns, more guns, more guns. And if you take guns, and the, and the other argument I love is, well, you can't take my gun. I'm a good guy, so I got to be able to shoot the bad guys. Yeah. That's not reality either. And I think that there's some actual research done where these incidents happen. Like nobody can get to their gun. Because yeah. if somebody really wants to do something like this, but I think ultimately the answer is get rid of the crazy guns that nobody really needs unless you're on a SWAT team or you're going off to war. They shouldn't be manufactured. They shouldn't be sold. If you want to be a hunter and you want to have an old, like a hunting rifle, I get it. I think you're going to do way less damage. Um, and I think that if you're a person who can lawfully carry a sidearm and have a concealed weapons and pass a background check and you go through your waiting period and you sign away your legal right to have somebody come in and search and make sure you still own that gun, then that's a different story. But the fact that we're just giving these things away in these gun shows to just about anybody who can, who can drive there and get one is, is that's why we're in the place we're in. And that's why there's so many of them readily made every year because it's really easy to get your hands on one. Um, and well, people, and they're pretty inexpensive. You'd be surprised at how much a weapon like that, I remember. Right. I, I think you'd be surprised how much it doesn't cost. I bought my AK-47 for two hundred and fifty dollars. Whoa! That's it. That's I, and I, I bought it with my tax That's return. USA. <laughs> USA. 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 Never come out of your mouth. I bought my AK-47 with my tax return. Yeah. Right at a gun show. Um, you can't fly to yeah. Phoenix for two hundred fifty dollars. You got a gun for that? <laughs> not an assault rifle. So much more. <laughs> like, not just a gun. What right. a twenty-two. It was like a, a full-on killing machine. Uh, yeah. No, let me ask you this: uh, as a gun owner, as a responsible gun owner, what were some gun regulations that you would like to see? Because you obviously don't want guns to go away because you have them. 
and you want to be able to protect yourself if there's an intruder or if something crazy happens or in your case if a bear comes in your backyard. Or all those deers. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. many deer. We're gonna let the deer be and I'm just gonna i I'm gonna whistle a bell at the deer at the bear. Um i think in our circumstance it doesn't I, I don't think that we give that much of pardon my French, give that much of a shit about our guns. I just think that we don't really know what to do with them or who we would sell them to or what we would do with them. They're really more heirlooms than anything else, which is ironic because we get these guns in these sort of hand-me-down situations, which is a funny thing to hand down to your child or a relative. Yeah. Here, here's this weapon that you can go murder somebody with. Which it is crazy like that that's legal to just hand down the gun. Yeah. I'll just keep it forever. No, I don't ever want her to be in a world where that's, uh, you know, a thing. And I'm, I, I, like I said, ultimately she doesn't even know that they're in the house. And by the time I was her age, I absolutely did. Mm-hmm. Um, and my spouse did as well in her home and her upbringing. I, I, I think I would be absolutely supportive of any additional regulation. I think that these high-powered rifles, these semi-automatic, these, these guns that were really designed for war-type purposes – do not need to be sold to the general public. It is just, it's not a reasonable thing for a normal person who's not highly trained yeah. either in the military or police force to be to be walking around with. Um, so Let's... whatever success, and I, we would gladly sell ours back. I mean, we were sort of laughing about this, like we'd sell every gun we had back if we were going to get a couple thousand dollars and we could go on vacation with it. We don't really care that much about them. Yeah. Um, so if that were something that we could implement, if that was a reasonable thing, I bet that people would see the bottom line and go, "How is this really worth it to me? Or do I want, you know, X amount of dollars back in my pocket? A lot of people who own guns, you know, are broke. And they could probably use the money. money. I would rather have heat or food or whatever. And then if you're buying these guns back from the public, maybe that's a cheap way to arm your police force. You know, and there not have go. to worry about there buying you. more guns and creating more, and then you know having them put back in. You know, it, yeah. it would be and, a, it would be an interesting way to do it. Yeah, and reissue, and I, and I honestly think that for every gun that's made, the man, these we have regulations for these giant things we drive around that are basically murder weapons too. If we wanted to, these automobiles we drive, right? They have VIN numbers. We have registration numbers. We all have driver's license numbers. There's a database somewhere that keeps it all kind of organized to some degree. When you sell your car, you can't just sell it without handing a title to somebody so that then it can go to the DMV so that then it can go to the state so that they can collect taxes on it. A gun should be very much the same way. There should be a serial number that is issued to you when you purchase your weapon, and if you decide that you're going to resell it or whatever, that needs to go somewhere. We need to keep tabs on what's happening with these weapons if if people are going to insist on purchasing them in the mass quantities that they seem to be. Like in every time, if we can background check people, background check them until they're purple in the face. And if it takes six months, then what's the if somebody wants to get their hands on a gun that bad then that's how long it should take i that does not bother me at all in the least and if you're willing to wait that long because you're really true sportsman and you're gonna wait that long there you go you know absolutely there's the answer i uh i recently got in touch with the uh the fellow this this past week this incident kind of freaked me out because i i've talked about it many times in the podcast uh, how i used to own an ak-47 and i sold it to uh my uh ex-girlfriend's uh old roommate 
And, uh, <laughs> and I, I barely knew the guy and everything. So I, this week I was really freaked out about that. I woke up one day. I'm like, what if, you know, I barely know the guy. You know, what happens if he if he does something? Shoots up a school. Shoots up a school. So I, right. And so I reached out to her and she helped me uh, get in touch with him. And I talked to him and he assured me it's locked up in a vault. And he's he's a very sane human being. I looked up his uh, information and uh it's a good choice to sell it to, but it was yeah, <laughs> right. But the question is, would you even be held accountable if you had? I don't think that there's any law anywhere that says you can't sell your gun and not keep track of it or tell some sort of regulating agency. Well, no, I mean, if you I mean, what, gun, Dylan, right? Like, there's no responsibility there. Dylan Roof, uh, the the kid who shot up the church in uh, South Carolina, his uh, stepfather yeah. gave him the gun, and he was not held accountable for uh, for the many deaths that that kid. Uh, went and did you know so there is no accountability for that it is a loophole because dylan roof was denied a gun yeah and uh they said that no you're too crazy to buy this gun and then then he went and asked his dad to buy him the gun his dad bought him the gun gave him the gun and then he shot up church and it was and it was legal so i mean that is like the situation we're in right now in this country and that is what's so Mm -hmm. fucking crazy is that we're not taking care of the public we're not taking care of everybody mm-hmm. and it's like it's a killing machine and like when you brought up the vin number of a truck you know the difference you know people who say like a truck you can go drive a truck through a group of people and that's why you shouldn't have gun regulations well it's like i wish guns had the same regulation as trucks i wish yeah, that, right. you know like it, it's just like you know, trucks got to go through away, all kinds of shit you know, you can't right. rent a truck. Right. You can't do all these things unless you're 27 years old. You know, like yeah, you can't. Exactly. You know, it's, They're not going to let you insure it. Right? Yeah, remember when yeah. we tried to get a fucking car to drive through Brooklyn to New Jersey and we had a different credit card than my driver's license? God, if we would have been able to buy a rifle and ride that to Jersey, it would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And I bet you probably didn't even have to be 18 years old to be able to do that. That's the scarier part, right? Like, yeah. We I mean, are regulating everything to, and it as well it should be, except that the the argument that everybody leans back on that's terrified of this regulation, Second Amendment, Second Amendment, Second Amendment, you're infringing on my rights. Well, the Second Amendment was written when they were fucking muskets. You know, they were like, right. you know, they weren't machine guns. They didn't have a banana clip that holds 36 rounds. You know, it's like that was right. when the Second Amendment was written. You know, it's 1776. It, it needs an update. It could use a, a yeah. once-over, you know, and it's... Uh, it, Probably a good idea. <laughs> but I wouldn't trust the people in power I, now to give it a once-over. And also on top no. of that, to be honest with you, you can kill a lot more people with an autom- semi-automatic or automatic rifle than you can with a car. Because yeah. when you yeah. see those and videos of them I mean, going down people... You've seen that happen in these places and where it you know, happened in Barcelona last year, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, in these, London not yeah. that long ago. The, the, the crazy part about it is when you boil these arguments down to the actual numbers of people that die in these terrible, horrific events, the AR-15 is always going to... It's always going to win how many... Buy, it's always going to be the most. Those yes. types of weapons are, bar none, some of the most lethal that the planet has ever seen, with the exception of, you know, ballistic-type missile, nuclear-type missiles. If you're for talking about something that one human being can operate... It's gonna kill more people than a bus is gonna be because people can get out of the way from a from a bus. And a bus, you if you especially if you see when you run through a crowd, all of those videos I've ever seen of people getting run through a crowd after their first go. And I know this is morbid, but you can see the car is fucked up. A car gets right. fucked up when it runs into people, and also they start running into like the sides of buildings and stuff. But if you get an AR-15 like that guy in Los, uh, actually I don't know what type of 
uh, gun he had, but it was a semi-autic or automatic rifle. The guy in Las, uh, Las Vegas, if you post up yeah, on a high up area, you can just be mowing yeah. down people for, mowing for people down. forever. Mowing people you can't down. do that with yeah. a car. 10 minutes, what was it, 10 or 15 minutes you went at it? Think about that. I mean, and you don't even need to be an experienced markman, marksman to do the kind of damage that he did because of how easy they are to operate. Because when you have that many people in, a, in that kind of space, of course you're going to hit them That's all. That's such like, a there's, weird there's story no we accident. all forgot about, too. The I mean, Vegas. I mean, I kind of didn't forget. I don't know. It's still in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> well, you go to a lot of concerts. <laughs> oh, my God. The, right afterward. I don't know if I told you guys about this. I went to a concert two days after that shooting. Oof. And I was driving. the dude was oh, driving okay. me to a Chance the Rapper concert in the Hollywood Bowl. And uh, which was a wonderful concert. Everyone should go see it. And uh, we're driving up there, and the cab driver's like, so you're going to the concert, huh? He's like, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going. He's like, so are you scared that somebody will get on top and shoot everybody? <laughs> you're like, yeah, dude. I'm fucking terrified now. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> One star. Because it'd be yeah. really easy to, like, get on top of the stage and, like, shoot everybody, man. man it's, it's like, it's like God damn it, dude. What they always say about Uber drivers. Yeah. Always talking. Thanks. Thanks bring it up. <laughs> well, listen. I was going to say that this is uh, – we're, we're running low on time here. And this is – the show is the brighter side. And so uh, since we've been talking about AR-15 so much, I would like to hear your brighter side of the AR-15. You got to oh. find one. You got to find one. Think about it. It's, what is a brighter side of the AR-15? I, I mean, I'm going to turn it on its head, and I'm going to say, you know, there's a reason why this has been the gun of choice for, for people who are trying to commit these acts, because it's easy. You know, it's the easiest to operate, easy to get, easy to load, it's easy to unload, it's easy to reload. It's almost too easy to conceal when you're walking into a building like that. So for that reason, it's 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 the easiest gun to kill it's a easy. lot of people. With. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. it's like a slut on a Saturday it's night so, at so Bennigan's. A child could do it. And oh. and I did, so. <laughs> if That's that, the brighter side is it's easy. Good Lord. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that were a gun Sorry, were a woman, I'm she'd be... i right now. I can't think of a better, brighter side than that. That's no. a good one. If that gun were a woman, she'd be at the Applebee's bar on a Saturday night smoking. You'd put on <laughs> lipstick and be like, who wants to go? I'm easy. That's that's the gun. That's the gun's a human. That's a <laughs> gaping pussy of a woman. We're <laughs> All right. I all love right. you well, so much. I love much. all you guys. Thank you for doing Thank what you for doing. Thank you for talking to me and, uh, and us. Yeah. Yeah. Be good. Stay safe. And uh, and uh, we will. And, we and, will. Uh, and hug my little niece for me. Oh. I sure will. I sure will. Well, we love you guys. You take care of each other. Hugs to everybody out there on that on that coast for us. Okay. All right. We'll do. Bye bye. All right. Y'all take care. Bye. Okay. How you doing, everybody? This is the brighter side, and we're sitting here with a buddy of mine who happens to be a teacher in the southern part of Palm Beach County within 15 minutes of the uh, of the, the school Douglas um, where where everything went down last week or the week before and uh, how you doing buddy what's going on uh, all things considered I'm doing all right nice and uh, first yeah. first thing first thing I want to ask you man is what's the temperature down there like how is things how are the kids in your class how are the the te- the other teachers, uh, everyone's pretty on guard right now, right? Uh, honestly, when this all occurred, I uh, I wasn't sure how my students were going to react. 
just to, to kind of clarify, I teach the majority 17 and 18-year-olds. Okay. Um, but to, to be honest with you, it uh, impacted them more than I was anticipating. It seems to have really affected them uh, badly, and all the teachers are on edge as well. Yeah, I can only imagine. And uh, yeah. in, in the day it happened, uh, what was it like in school when it was happening? Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't hear of any of the events until I was already home from school. Really? That's, that's when the news started to trickle in that something happened. Uh, but then that night obviously was uh, terrifying because, we, you know, you don't really know exactly what's going on or what happened. And, uh, you know, I had students, have students, that uh, had friends over at Douglas that unfortunately lost their lives. Man. But uh, it, it's, yeah, terrible. As far as that day was concerned, however, that I was already out of school, so uh, it wasn't until the next day that I got to see how it affected the students. Now, did you have to come in early and talk to the principal about, like, you know, new procedures or anything like that? Or was there a day of grieving? Or? We uh, actually, the school I work at is, uh, they did a really good job. They um, had a meeting after school the very next day for teachers just to go over uh, our lockdown procedures if something, God forbid, were to ever happen at our school. So the, the principal and administration was on top of that immediately. Um, but uh, I'm sorry. What was the other question? I think there was like a second. Is there a is there is there a grieving? Was oh, there? Uh, yeah, yeah. They uh, they've had many um, remembrance ceremonies, and eighty uh, percent of our school did a walkout earlier in the week. Oh wow! And marched and marched on city hall. Yeah, I'm telling you. I mean, I've seen students in tears. I've had students out of school and. Yeah, this was uh, this is as bad as I've ever seen, yeah. in in over a de over a decade of teaching. Man, and uh, let me ask you right now, what do you feel about uh, the president and how how he's, he what he said about it would help if teachers were armed? Uh, before I answer that, I'm going to just come out and declare that I am a uh, registered Democrat. Yeah, always have been very liberal my entire life, and I know this is a, a very uh, controversial topic, but I'm actually on the side of uh, I'd be okay with arming some of the teachers. Some of the teachers, like Correct. someone I, I know you personally, and I trust you with all my heart, and I know that you would be responsible if you had a firearm in the in the classroom, but you know some teachers, I mean. Let's face it. Yeah, I, look, I, I couldn't agree more, but I can tell you right now that in my heart and in my brain and in my soul, I know that my students and me would be much more, uh, much safer if I had a gun in class. I know that for a fact. I can't so speak crazy. to. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I even we're even discussing this. Uh, but as far as, like, other teachers, man, half the teachers I know don't even know how to tie their shoe. So I have <laughs> no clue. You know, I, I don't know if it's good all around the board, but, like, let's say one teacher per floor or per X number of classrooms has a gun. 
and his goes through like some sort of police academy training. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just no. That's on, actually but, uh, the that's actually the best case I've heard for it. To be honest with you, it's reasonable. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, you know, I'll be honest with you. The the whole thing of school shootings, it, it's not new. Unfortunately, it's like, you know, it started when we were Col- in school. Yeah, ever since Columbine, I feel like it's just the new normal. But as a teacher, like I said, for over a decade, you can't help but think about like what you would do in the event of. So I've actually given this thought before this whole situation arose. I, I definitely, at least I'm just speaking for myself, mm-hmm. I know that, that, that my students, when my students are in my class, they're my children. And I know that they would be safer if I had a gun because otherwise all I can do is lock the door and pray for the best for them. And the, ones, the one school officer that does have a gun I mean, you you see how good they do every now and again. Oh, unfortunately. Oh man. I know. I, I know. I we know. We don't need to talk about it. So sad. We we, we, do, we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> so but uh, but you you know what I mean. And I, you know what? I also see the flip side of people not wanting teachers to have guns. I completely understand that too. Yeah, because like, look, more I, guns, I, more shootings. You know, it's just how. Yeah. It, look, when you have guns around a bunch of children, bad shit happens you know, or is bound to happen. So I understand that. And look, I didn't become a teacher so I can bring a gun to work. You know what I mean? No teacher. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's what's happening down here, man. That's crazy. It's yeah, wild. Kid, kid, dude, kids are in an uproar. I've never seen, I mean, look, I wasn't alive during the 60s, but mm-hmm. this is the only thing it's like that I could equate it to what's happening down here kids marching on city hall and uh they're really taking matters into their own hands trying to cause change which i respect that's awesome and how are the other teachers dealing with this like uh are there teachers pushing back on uh some kids like walking out do they think it's all phony or uh i mean realistically i my students uh you know i'd say 60 percent of them uh, walk out mm-hmm. do it with Good, with good intentions and the other four percent are what? going to the mall or the beach or just hanging out you know yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it's gonna happen yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but i the the majority of teachers we all understand it you know we we get it i have uh, a good buddy of mine that uh i teach with who was a teacher at douglas and mm. just left just left to come over to my school and he, the two coaches that were shot, he was friends with. Oh, my God. And, and he was hysterically crying to me that he felt guilty that he wasn't there. Uh, I mean, so teachers, everybody from the principal on down to the janitors and custodians, everybody's affected. Yeah. No, no one is unaffected by this. Okay. Yeah, of course. I want to talk yeah. about the drills a little bit, if that's okay. Yeah, you talk about whatever you want, man. Thanks, man. The uh, the drills, now that you put your students through, like what happens when an active shooter goes through, do you think that they're productive or, I mean, what do you guys I do? You hide in a closet and you hide under the desk? If you have, clo- if you have the luxury of having a closet. Um, but doesn't the shooter you know, know that yeah. the kids are in the closet? You know, I... Uh, I, I don't know. It, do people know what the procedures are? 
Like, yeah. do you know what the procedures are? What are the procedures? That's what I know. I know. I know that you hide kids in the okay. closet. Kids get under the desks, and then you start finding, hoping, waiting for an exit. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to di- disclose. All right. You know let, what I mean? Let me rephrase with our, my with our safety let me, measures. Let me rephrase my question then. Okay, if most right. of these school shooters go to the school and go through the drills, how effective are the drills? Not effective. However, <laughs> <laughs> however I will say this, uh, that they're the best with what we got. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like what does a teacher have to protect the students? Yeah. So all, all we can do is hide the students as best we can and uh, – you know, try our best to prevent anything from happening to them or anyone getting to them. But that's as good as we can do. Um, you know, the, the only thing we really have, like I can tell you, at the school I work at, we have hundreds of classrooms. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's, say, uh, let's say that all classrooms have their doors locked. It'd be very, there's safety in numbers. Like, that, that's almost the method is safety in numbers, and uh, the longer it would take a shooter to get to the students, then that means the more time the police would have or first responders would have to stop something from occurring. Yeah. So that's basically our job is to, you know, keep try to hide them and prevent someone from getting to them. But as far as, you know, protecting them, there's not much else we can do. Mm-hmm. And to backtrack a little bit, I, I've just started thinking more about what you were saying about one teacher on a floor with a gun or, you know, someone, one responsible teacher here and there with a gun. I mean, let's face it, you know, one police officer that's in the school that has a gun versus an AR-15, there's really not much competition. Not much competition. You not know, much competition. That is a, no. that, Can you talk about that weapon a little bit? The AR-15? The AR-15. Yeah, I know that uh, the AR-15, I know it's an assault rifle. Um, I know it's very, very powerful, and it's uh, the most common or most purchased rifle in the United States, which uh, I can tell you uh, I'm all for, you know, I grew up in a home where where there were guns in the home. Yeah. Uh, And... You know, I'm a proponent of the Second Amendment. I think people should be allowed to to have guns that meet certain requirements. But I think that there is no way in hell, unless you're a police officer or a soldier, that anyone should ever for any reason have an assault rifle in this country. There's just no reason for it. It's only It only has one purpose, to kill lots it, of people. It, that's the only reason that gun was invented. And yet, that's the most popular gun in this country. Yeah, let's face yeah, it. No it, one's shooting a bunch of corn to make popcorn. You know, like it's no, like there's no nah, other nah, reason. <laughs> yeah, but otherwise, I'm not a huge gun guy, so I, that that's all I know about the AR-15, yeah. other than what I've seen in movies. All right, and uh, one final question for you, buddy, and then I'll let you go. Man, no, no, ask away, ask away. I, it's cathartic for me to even discuss this. I haven't really. Uh, had a good conversation about it just because people are pretty drained down here i bet man i bet what do you think what do you think is a good resolution what would you like what, what do you think is the best way to solve this do you think it's just 
Like, where uh, is it coming from? Do you see students in class and you look at them sideways and like? I, I am so happy that that was the last question you asked. So, <laughs> uh, in my class, you know, like I said, I, I teach primarily seventeen and eighteen year olds. These are young adults here. Mm-hmm. I can have real conversations with them, you know. Yeah. And and when this was all going on. When the day, bef- the day of the walkout, because they decided they were going to walk out at noon uh, last week. I think it was on Wednesday or Thursday. And in my classes before the walkout, you know, I asked the students who was going to be walking out, and they, they freely told me, uh, where, you know, they, they, there are no repercussions for them walking out of school. Uh, but I was asking them, like, what, why do you think this is happening? You know, I figured they're younger than me. They're in touch with the generation more so than I am. I really wanted to know, like, what they thought was happening, why these things were occurring. And uh, and I told them, I was like, look, we had guns when I was in school, like the same amount of guns. And yet this stuff wasn't happening. So what's changed? And I swear the majority of them, as much as they're addicted to social media, and like just technology and just the craziness of the world, that's what they attributed it to. Damn. Yeah, it was like just social media and technology has just driven people to madness. And these are coming from kids that like can't live without it, but yet they're admitting that they think that's what it's stemming from, the majority of them. You know, and then then you have the random kids that like uh, would say this is because of donald trump or you know black lives matter you know just random political issues that they hear about or kids that you know probably don't know much about life because they're young (laughs) uh yeah i mean these kids i gotta give them credit man the majority of them are pretty sharp but and i was shocked when when they said uh when they were bringing up social media yeah that's Um, wild yeah, yeah. Uh, Makes a lot of thank sense. Thank God though. we didn't have that stuff when I was around. Um, the things so when, we would have. We were kids. The things we would have said, man. The stupid. Like- I, <laughs> I, yeah, I honestly think that these kids, their lives are so complicated now, like overcomplicated with all the shit that's out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just on overload of everything, and uh, I think they're flipping out. <laughs> yeah, I've, I I don't know. I have no clue. But as far as what we can do to answer that part of the question, uh, you know what? You, you can't stop crazy people from trying to get weapons and bring them in somewhere or wanting to bring them in somewhere. Yeah. What I, I think even better than, uh, you know, arming teachers is you have a certain number. If you go to any sports Let's say you go to a baseball game, football game, basketball game, courthouse, Disney World. Man, when you walk in, you go through security. Every single one of those locations. And yet, when you go to a school that's full of children, you don't walk through security. That's very. That makes no sense. Yeah, that, it makes no sense to me. That that so, really makes a lot of sense because I you know at first when people like put metal detectors at schools, I was like, what are you talking about? The school, but then when you put it like that, or you got to go through it through court and just to go see the Marlins. You know, like, like no one cares about the Marlins. You know, so. I, uh, you know, the, let's what the fuck? Like, we're protecting our judges and our lawyers with security, but we can't protect the children. 
I have a child myself. That that makes no sense to me. You know what I mean? Very well put, man. So, yeah, so I, what I think is like, depending on the number of students in a school, that will determine the number of entrances you have. Then at that entrance, and at all the other doors are locked off. At that entrance, you have a, a metal detector and one or two guards there, I don't know, like ex-military, retired cops, whatever, you know, private security. And they just are there to make sure everything's cool as kids go through and all of that. And that's it. That's, that is a 100% surefire way to keep guns from getting inside. Yeah, and that's not just guns from someone trying to shoot up a school. That's guns that you know drug dealing kids have. That's everything. That's a yeah. kni- that's a knife that some punk kid has. You know, that's it, it would help. Yes, yeah, and it and that would not need that would limit the need for the even the discussion of arming teachers. You would even have that discussion if it was just prevention of guns into the school. Man. Very good stuff. And uh, I'm sorry, one last thing. The, no, this man, is the br- away. This is the brighter I, side. I, I, damn it, I didn't mean to use that uh, expression. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> no. I, uh, I'm not even joking on that one. <laughs> uh, this is the brighter side. What do you think is the brighter side of this whole situation? Uh, the brighter side, it, to me, it... Uh, it really opened my eyes to, I was proud of my students and I'm proud of, uh, you know, these young kids for stepping up and trying to take matters into their own hands. I was proud of the teachers that, that put themselves in harm's way and lost their lives to save students. Um, and yeah, I'm just hoping that it leads to some sort of change because I, I I'm just so tired of hearing about these these shootings. It's it's sick, man. There's got to be some kind of change. I don't care what it is. Just like change change something to show me that you're trying and thinking change about it. Something, you know, like yeah. any, you know, just like anything at this point. It's crazy. It's happening. Yeah, too I much. Uh, you know I, I took a a survey of my students, like just to kind of I wanted to know how they were feeling, and I was like, do you guys feel safe in school? Keep in mind, my school is one of the safest schools in the area. It's a very affluent community. Uh, And I couldn't believe how many students raised their hand that they did not feel safe in school. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, when when we were in school, if a teacher asked who doesn't feel safe, like you – like. We would look at the te- at the teacher like they were crazy for even asking that question. Yeah. You know, and these kids, that's just like the, the norm now for them. Man, thank you so much for talking to us. Uh, yeah, n- no problem. Your insight is invaluable. You're one of our better interviews ever, bud. It was oh, yeah. really, really cool hey, talking to you. Yeah, I love you, brother. So we just heard from uh, my old friends, and uh, they had very interesting perspectives, and I love talking to them. And uh, it, it's, uh, you know, it's crazy what's going down there. And you know, we all grew up down there, and we all, we all is uh, me and uh, the two people we talked to, and you know, they, you know, it was interesting hearing from uh, the teacher uh, down down there that he said his students uh, blamed social media. 
even though they're so crazy about it. And let's face it, if social media didn't exist uh, in the internet, uh, you know, we wouldn't have this show. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> but uh, what do you think about that? I mean, social media. Well, it does rile people up. Um, and I was against net neutrality for years. You know, mm-hmm. I was like people should be able to go online and start their own small business and learn whatever information they want. But right now, unfortunately, there's a lot of propaganda going around. There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of companies making money just on the clicks. So they take a news article and manipulate it. And, yeah. uh, and people don't even realize they're being manipulated. I fell down that rabbit hole all the time. Oh, it's so much fun. It's so much fun just to seethe with anger. It's yeah, like the yeah. new joy. You know, yeah. we used to be happy and sit around and watch like Family Matters. Now yeah. it's like, fuck you, you yeah, know? Now it's like, look at Steve Urkel's ugly past. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just like him ugly. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it's it, it was great talking to him, but it's just so defeating right now. You know, and it's so defeating because th- it just keeps happening. It keeps happening, but students are starting to stand up and walk out. They're doing yeah. that. Um, people are getting more aware of it. And there's people that are, like, really raising their voices right now, saying, I, I demand these laws to be heard. I'm calling my, my local senator I'm, or congressman, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck, person in a suit. Yeah, and let's face it, up. old people are not going to fix this situation. No, it's the young people. It's these, it's these kids who their friends are dying, and then they're going to, wait a year and a half till they can vote and then they're going to fucking vote on this the right way and I hope they will. And it's uh, interesting to see so many of them stand behind what this is. Yeah. And uh, I heard a funny thing online. Somebody else wrote it but they said wow, the youth have really had quite a year. Started off eating Tide Pods and now they're reforming gun laws. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't write that. Someone else did. That was very Uh, funny. (laughs) I don't know who. Uh, So this is the brighter side. Amber, Mary... Let's find our brighter side to assault rifles and all this stuff. We heard so we heard what the other guys had to say. Uh, I'll go first. I mean, I, I think that uh, a brighter side to, to this situation is, you know, not only the, the students rising up. And it's just I think that, you know, there we're going to see a lot of. It's really hard to find a brighter side. <laughs> it's shiny. It's, it's shiny. a shiny piece of metal. And you can go, ooh, look We're going to find new ways to kill each other. Ooh. That's the brighter side. Well. It's going to get very creative in the in the land of murder. Mm. No, but I mean, obviously the brighter side is that, you know, it ain't going to get worse. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Let's give everybody a nuclear weapon. Yeah, there's been 18 mass shootings this year. Who knows? By the time this podcast comes up. You know there might be cup, the copy of there, there might be a couple more, yeah. but you know it ain't gonna get worse. It can only get better from here. Hopefully, this episode will be timely. Hopefully, people will look back on this and be like, "What? You know, they didn't have like mental health checks or insurance <laughs> on these things? You're crazy." Yeah, hopefully in a year, everyone will like look at us like we're talking like we're Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that that's bad or weird. Shit. <laughs> no, more like we're talking like people raised in the. 70s you know like oh yeah there wasn't a car seat you just threw kids in the back and they would just roll around yeah hopefully people look back on this and it's the same way as being like we're just talking like oh our dads were driving us drunk and people are like what what we could smoke on airplanes what get out of here i'll tell you what another brighter side of this is for the past like four years the only thing i've done is complain about the fucking youth of this country and for the first time i'm fucking proud of them you know Yeah, because they are uh, kids are annoying little fucking brats. They are annoying, but I'm part of the youth of this country. No, you're not. Amber. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. I'm a part of the youth. <laughs> <laughs> a very young woman, and I am a petite 
wonderful little shy girl. I can't wait until you turn 21 and you can start drinking. Thank you. I think that'll be great for you. It's going to be weird. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very shy around boys and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm part of the youth of this country. I'll tell you, uh, what do you think, Mary? What I was th- I was dreading that you'd think, ask me what the brighter side of all this, because the only thing I could think about is that, you know, I hate it when a movie theater is crowded, so maybe less people are going out. I don't know. <laughs> this is all bad. Less concerts. <laughs> On demand is going to skyrocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe some more people will spend more time in their house and yeah. get off the goddamn freeways this city. Yeah, bye. Stock in Amazon because no one's leaving the house. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that good? Is that brighter? Yeah. I don't know. You know it's what? all bad. I'll take it. Yeah, there it is. All right, guys. This has been The Brighter Side. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, The Brighter Side is a cynic's look at optimism. Uh, Joining me always is Amber Nelson and Miss Mary Kelly. I'd like to thank our wonderful, very informed guests from uh, North Carolina and Florida, my old friends. I love you guys with all of my heart. Take care of your wonderful children. And uh, taking us out today is a good revolution song for these kids. What do you say? Maybe Revolution by Jefferson Airplane. And, and uh, or, or no, I'm sorry, it's not called Revolution, it's called Volunteers mm-hmm. by Jefferson Airplane. Take us out, because goddamn, these kids need to march on the fucking town and change some bullshit. And when you change this bullshit, who knows? They might want to change some other bullshit, because we got lots of bullshit that needs to not be bullshit no more. Mm-hmm. So you guys be good to yourselves, and God bless America. And uh, please think twice before you grab a fucking gun and shoot up at school. Yeah. And if you're thinking about something awful like that, I don't know. Talk to someone. Contact me. Contact me on Facebook or and we'll follow re- her on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Send me some messages. I, w- I would love to talk to you, you know? Yeah, and we'll report you straight to the police. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> talk to you later. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.